What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 272. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. We're trying to get rid of that goddamn phone ringing without him. <laughs> this week we watched the black phone. It was black, dude. Yeah. And it was ringing. Motherfucker Weirdest. was breathing. Where to side hustle for a nameless ghoul or ghost I've ever seen. Yeah, right. I mean. Well, so was it the revelatory performance Ethan Hawke has been boasted of having in this film? Which I was Salt and pepper. <laughs> I think that he did a phenomenal job. I mean, they kept it less is more. Well, dude, just him yeah. sitting there holding that belt. Yeah. I was like, if yeah. he comes up there, he is going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. That perspective added some creepiness to it. Where, like, you know, when he goes up to the top of the stairs and you see that, that far shot where he's down at the end. Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. It was creepy shit. How is brother going to be there and not know what's happening? Exactly. Like, Cocaine's a hell of a drug, y'all. I guess, but. And then I he's, guess, like, yeah. in there doing research. Yeah. He's like, I think I've got it figured out. Yeah, like, You're terrible like, uh, at this. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the cops were pretty bad too, since they're going to a little girl that's having dreams. That yeah. just happened to it's line like, up. It yeah. kind of had a it kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? I, I the newer that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt that. Like we all float down here too. Yeah. I thought that was cool though when the first uh, the Asian kid calls him. He's oh like, yeah, you got a good arm. You almost got me. Then he he yeah, kept yeah. saying it. He's like, "What are you trying to say?" He's like, "Motherfucker, go dig. You got a good arm." Yeah. I don't know my name. We don't have names here. I yeah, did, I liked how they portrayed them, like where they they visually shown yeah showed them to interacting with them. Yeah, right. Like like the the sync up when his buddies teaching him how to swing. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, that was awesome, man. That dude that was in the corner with his throat slit that just pointed yeah. and went like, oh, yeah. oh. creepy. <laughs> he hears the phone too. Yeah. See, that's something I was wondering too. Why? Because it's been a hot minute since I read the story. So it was like I was going in fresh anyway. Um, I'm trying to remember like, I don't recall anything happening in the short story, but like when they said that in the movie, I was like, uh, why haven't they played on that yet? You know, like why, you know, why wasn't there a moment where like he does it at the very beginning? He goes, you hear a phone ringing? And then he kind of, you know, goes on yeah. to man, crazy kidnapper. But, was it uh, the grabber. Yeah. yeah the grabber. I, I love the little play on words where his van said abracadabra because he's going to reach <laughs> out and grab you. Yeah, um, I didn't even I didn't even say that. <laughs> He's called the Grabber, and he drives an Abracadabra van. Dude, it's fucking funny shit though. But like, um, I was expecting moments for like you know, he's gonna get caught obviously using the phone from time to time. Yeah, like normally it was just dude standing there, and he's like, put it down. Yeah. Well, it makes like, you saw what was going on. Like, he was like, you got to play the game. Like, you got to be a naughty boy. So, yeah, like, was uh, he beat when he was a kid? Like, I, you know I, what I mean? I, I looked at it that way, man. I was like, yeah. he's going, he, he's, he's repeating a cycle he went through as a yeah. kid. Yeah. 
Salt pepper. <laughs> Salt and pepper. I thought. It I mean, that, it, that interchangeable mask was pretty dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, whenever he knocked it off his face, he freaked out. Yeah. Look, I think it was like, because remember when he talked, he would come to him. Sometimes he would talk to him with the half mask, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he was different. It's yeah. It's almost like disassociative identity. Yeah. Disorder. With that mask on, he was like, yeah. if when he knocked that off, he was like, oh, I can't. What am I doing? I can't be here without that. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, shut up, you fucking beat Nick. I'll feed you to the fucking dog. You know. I like, and, and that, that's another moment where I was like, man, I, they they could have turned it on its head where he's sitting there freaking out, but then like kind of like, I know I'm making a leap here, but you know how when. Uh, Vicky Vell throws that shit in Jack Nicholson's face and Batman and he's like freaking out or not Batman but Joker or whatever yeah. and he does that whole thing where he's freaking out then he lets his hands go and he goes <clears throat> like it didn't fuck with him you know yeah. like not a bit you know I was hoping we'd get some creepy shit like that yeah I mean I liked I liked what I got though I mean it was yeah. a good movie yeah I think my I think I just wish I I'm so used to these two hour fucking Trudges. slobber knockers yeah just yeah man like two hours of like you know the third act we're gonna inject a bunch of bullshit because reasons yeah and you know they the movie cut to the point really didn't have a lot quick. of chuffa no no like, not at all i expected more chuffa yeah, yeah. i guess that's i guess that's the better way to put yeah. it yeah i expected more chuffa but i got sweet baked saltines instead yeah, sweet baby rays yeah no, I mean that's it, it. It, I, I really do like the pacing of it. I do like how they start it. They're playing baseball. You see the one kid get taken, and then it cut. It fast forward a little bit in time, and you see the uh, you know the other kid get taken, and they're talking about these other kids that's been taken. And I like how it didn't start out with him getting taken. It kind of built up, built up to it. Showed his home life. You know, showed the kid's home life. Showed the. Uh, the sis, him and his sister's interaction with one another and like her, you know, Stephen King power or whatever you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call that. Well, yeah, you know, like they, they didn't, they, they, they didn't bother with the chuff of like, all right, even here's try this to guy. wake yeah. up. He's making break, like pointless conversations that aren't going to mean anything later in the movie. Like they, they came on screen long enough to show you pivotal little things little ticks that are going to come back later on in the phone calls and that's it. And I was like, I, I, I like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird watching a movie in the current day where they don't do that shit where, yeah, you know, it's out. not like a 15 minute, like you better be home tonight by 10, Tammy. Yeah, mom. <laughs> and like, just, you know, they're walking down the street and the fucking guy flirts with her and they're like, he's just an asshole. They cuss to the other guy, and he's like, you know, I'm going to be a musician one day. And he's there playing guitar. Like, oh, well, no, because the grabber's going to get you. Yeah. He's going to grab you. What was he spraying in their mouth? I don't Some know, dude. Some type of chloroform or something like that. Yeah, whatever that is. Fuck that. God damn. You know? Yeah. And you know, and you know what, what, was, what was great is that, that, you know, all those scenes that got, you know, they were just there to give you the point of who the kid kid was or whatever you know all those things really like the the character development played out in that fucking room yeah right yeah and they just being able to have that kid 
in the room with the phone like it just it worked so well because they were able to like just because it it all was under underneath the blanket of just how awful the the main the the bad guy has been like just how fucked up he's he's a john wayne gacy basically yeah and like not really a high body count though you know what i mean they kept it like five yeah, they kept it in the realm of reality. Not you know what I'm saying? Man, like, who knows? Well, well, if you think about it, if because each kid was relaying what more or less what they were doing while yeah. they were in that position, so it lets you realize that some of these some of these kids like they held out a long fucking time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it, like the realistic, you know, aspect of it, where it's like it's not like he's just wiped out a whole fucking town's generation, you know? Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I really like the pacing of it. I do like how whenever it showed her dream sequences and stuff like that, how it was all film grainy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Today's a <clears throat> fucking day. That yeah, one was real today. cool. And she could like hear him on the radio. Yeah. Because like once she yeah. figured out what it was how it was trying to tell her, it's like, no, fucking play along with it. Get in the car with him. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking that dude was like Billy. Yeah, I know. Right? He's fucking, fucking, fucking. Fuck those dudes uh, up, Mike's man. mom. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I thought that. I thought that was the best dream sequence when she got in the police car, for sure. Yeah, like she's just, like you see her just walking in the background, like she's just part. She's part of the setting. Yeah, and, and when she thinking, woke up, oh. was like, "What the fuck, Jesus?" <laughs> yeah, damn, that was ain't even that real. Was, that was good. That like, was, I'm sorry, I said you weren't real. I'm sorry, Jesus. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Little Korea Jesus Lord. He got Korean problems. And yeah, dude, she found out quick you don't ever make a fucking pinballer rage quit. Yeah, right. God damn. He got break the high score. Straight up carved fucking Auschwitz number in that motherfucker's arm, dude. Dude, all I'm saying that first time he got out of that house, I, there's no way I'm going back. Oh no, no, no. No, no. kill me. Right here in the road, dude. I'm not. Well, dude, I would have ran up to a house. I would have been screaming. Yeah, dude. Like, get away from the road. Exactly. You know? That that was my thought. I, he's running down the, the road. road. And I, I'm and I'm sitting here thinking, like, dude, he's in a van. Yeah, I'd have like, been. Get I'd have around. Been, yeah, trees been, and shit. Run between I'd the been, houses. Beat on yeah. windows, the doors. I'd have been d- ducking and diving through that neighborhood, man. Yeah, for sure. But uh, and what I about mean, the what about the balls on that motherfucker to just get in his van, the van that the th- authorities actively know is like, like that, like what you know what I'm saying, like yeah, yeah. I mean, desperate man. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's why nobody caught him because he was a magician. Plain sight. Right there in the middle of the damn town, like uh, two houses. Yeah. But I I do like how it was laid out. I thought it was cool, you know, how the sister put everything together, like her dreams and and the little tidbits that we do get about, like, the mom, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry for their dad. Yeah. At first, I was like, this guy's an asshole. He must beat him or something. Then it's like, oh, he's, he's drinking, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Mom heard voices seen, and killed herself. I hadn't seen Jeremy Davies in a role in a hot minute. The last one and most memorable I've seen him was when Lost. He played the uh, Faraday character. Oh yeah, he did a good job in this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, well, he kind of does the same thing in all yeah. those. He's the the mm, uh, uh, the world needs a new Ben Foster. Uh, I guess I'll guess I'll be it. I mean, great. Didn't didn't he play Charles Manson in 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 a role? I'm not sure. Maybe he's got a Manson. He looks kind of like Manson. Yeah, I think he did. I I, I think it was very brief. Like what the, the the story wasn't about him, but like they're like, hey, for measure, dude interacted with Manson. So this was Stephen King's son, right? Yep. Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Good. And I, I, as I was watching it, I got to thinking, especially like when you when you consider how most of Stephen King's history that's publicly known, like you know, he had battles with substance abuse, shit like that. Um, I wonder how much of his 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 darker experiences with his father, because everybody. Everybody has those those experiences with their family. And it's not necessarily that it's dark or super bad, but everybody's had a bad day with their parents. Yeah. Everybody, you know? And I wonder how much of that he pulled from to embellish some of his characters. I mean, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, you always pull from, from and, fact. Well, I'll, well, well, and and or or maybe maybe it's not that deep. Maybe because they're they're a family of writers, obviously. So the, I feel like they probably know how to establish, you know, how far in reality do you pull from, or not yeah. at all. You know, what's ass grab? Yeah. You know, yeah. Because you could also look at that too. Is that's a total shining reference to, uh, boy's father, Jack Torrance. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it was just something that ran across my mind as I was watching. I was like, I wonder how much of this shit he's pulling from, from like, like, is there a Stephen King that straight up like loved the leather belt, just sitting there I mean, waiting for him to be naughty? Yeah, or naughty boy. How much of a Stephen King that's fucked up on like ketamine or mescaline or whatever is waiting on him with a belt? You know? Yeah, drunk as shit. I could see that like when he was back in the day when he was trying to write and finish stuff and deadlines and like heavy drinking. Yeah. Well, like drinking, well, like, you know, might make him do that. Well, dude, when you when, when in any iteration of the shining that you enjoy the whole sequence where he's sitting there and he's like, Wendy, when I'm in front of this fucking thing, click, 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 click. That means I'm working. That means leave me the fuck alone. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, who's to say that wasn't a moment where he he's in there fucking trying to hammer Hold one out back a little bit, and son comes in and he's like, "Hey, when I'm topping in this fucking room, get the fuck out of here. You're about to fuck up a flow, man. You know, like some some weird shit like that." Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I love the way that it was shot. I love the way it looked. I love the everything like everything about it you know 
I thought the Ethan Hawke's performance was pretty incredible, and the kid. Yeah, he did a good job. I I do like what the kid was doing. Well, I mean, honestly, the whole the whole kid section of the movie, those all those those young actors did a great job. Yeah. Whenever, um, like at the end, when he's like, "Today's the day, man," where you stand up for yourself. Remember what I told you in the bathroom? I'm like, "Oh, I couldn't remember shit." Yeah, right. He's like, you gotta stand up for yourself. Yeah. He's like, "We don't have names here. What do you play? We don't play either." I love the bad, you know, the badass Billy, dude. And whenever it fucking rips him out of that room, oh yeah, that was fucking crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. An interesting twist was the idea that the baddest motherfucker in school was actually on the yeah, fucking main character side, man. Yeah. Well, and then like when he goes back into the school, cause he'd been picked on and looked at like a wimp. And but when he comes back, they're like, it's the fucking kid. They killed a grabber, dude. It's yeah. the grabber did, stabber. Dude. Now here's what I'm thinking. So yeah, you could put dirt in that phone or. Yeah. There was a really big piece of, of metal. Yeah. There was uh, that thing he pulled out of the toilet. You stab that motherfucker yeah. in the neck with that, dude, it's over. Dude, yeah. when he went upstairs and that motherfucker was sleeping there, I would have got a knife and cut that motherfucker's throat right there. Yeah, right. I would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, trying to get out, it's like the way he's sitting there with that thing on, with his shirt off. Yeah. Fucking rip too, right? I was yeah. like, damn, dude. Holding Didn't that leather belt, and I was like, if he wakes up, dude, he's going to beat the shit out of you. You saw that other kid. Yeah. So he was just into beating them. Beating them and then fucking killing them, dude. It's like, I'm going to take my time with you, and he brought that dog down there. As soon as I yeah. saw the dog, I was like, get one of those steaks. Yeah. I knew yeah, it. I, I was know. like, but he set up a whole booby trap for him, dude. And all the yeah. other kids, like everything they did, that all came together. And he's like, today's oh, yeah. a he day, went, motherfucker. He went full home alone, man. Yeah. But when he was beating him, when he was in that hole, I was like, fucking beat that motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Choke him. Let the dog eat his face, you know? <laughs> Got so, shit. Throw, throw the steak on his face so the dog don't know where the steak ends and the human begins. But I like when he walked into school at the end, like I was happy for him. Yeah, right. Oh, everybody's looking at him. He, the girl sits with him. He's like, he smiles. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be going back to school this early. No, nah, dude. I'll let you stay no. out a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. I think <laughs> I had an option. I had an option for just a move. Like, I'd be like, eh, I think this family's done here. Oh, uh, you know. He fucking, he was put there to, to in the grabber, dude. Well, they had like the shine or something, right? Whatever yeah. they had, like the family, him and his sister, the mom. Because he had like it because that, of yeah. the phone. Yeah. It was like. It that fucking phone was breathing. Crazy. Dude. Oh, yeah, man. That was crazy. He looked up at it and was like, stop that. And he was like, stop what? <laughs> I'm just going to let you go. Like, What's your name? Uh, eat it, don't eat it. Dustin? Why would I drug you? You're already here. <laughs> but it was good. It was kind of different. Yeah. Well, I, you know. by, near near the end, I was like, it's like Hollywood finally was like, you know what? Griffin needs a good haunted house movie. 
Well, they did it in such a clever way, you know, like it's original. You don't think about it being a haunted house until you sit there and really put it in perspective. You're like, yeah, because it's a like all those spirits are just manifested down there. Well, then like tortured, they would hit you with a jump scare, especially that first one. It ain't even scary. No, you're just looking at it. It's like, this is what's going to happen to you, man. Yeah. Got an arm on you, you know? Yeah. You almost had me. Your arm's mint. Shit's yeah, your wizard. Arm's mint. <laughs> arm's mint, dude. No, it was it was incredibly well done. Yeah. And like I would love to see more of this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's based off of a short story. I don't even know how long the short story is. Let's see. It packed I mean it packs it packs the punch. I mean, I know that they obviously added to it because you know yeah. run time but yeah 30 pages but i mean it transitioned i'm yeah. interested to read it Seven thousand two hundred fifty words 30 pages i uh i remember uh when I was when I was on my Joe Hill rabbit hole, and I read Horns, Heart Shaped Box. That story was part of twentieth a collection that he did called Twentieth Century Ghosts. And uh, to this day, man, I still want a Heart Shaped Box movie so bad. That's still my favorite story from him. I haven't read that. It's a. a it's about a it's it's about a, a an old rock star like an Alice Cooper type. Yeah, he's all into collecting like fucked up stuff like occult memorabilia, like snuff films, shit like that. Um, and he gets a uh, he gets a suit mailed to him in a heart shaped box, and his suit used to belong to a uh, a hypnotist. And like shit just gets really fucking weird once he has that suit in the house. Um. It, yeah, it's really good. Like, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to give that a gander. Uh, it's 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 pretty. It's it's pretty X-rated in one of the creepiest scenes, man. Like the whole thing is he's, he he sleeps with all these women because he's a rock star, you know. So he gets to where he don't give the women names. He gives them, he nicknames them after like, I think it was either a day of the week. No, no. He, he names them after the state he, he, he met them in. So there's a chick that's Florida, a chick that's, you know, all that kind of shit, you know? Right. He's like, I'm but taking Alabama he, with me. He's got one <laughs> of the, he's got one of the chicks in his house with him. And, you know, I told you he had a snuff film where there's this whole sequence where he, he, he wakes up, this is after he's got the suit and he goes into, he goes and he hears, you know, shit going on in the house. And so he goes to his collection room and his, the, the girl is sitting in like this chair, or whatever, across from watching that movie. Well, as he's sitting there watching her watch the movie, <clears throat> she's sitting there rubbing one out to it. Like she's just straight up masturbating to like these people getting killed. And as he's watching it, he starts thinking shit like, man, that's pretty fucking hot. And he's like, what if I, I don't know, what if I put this fucking 1911 to her head and like, like forced her to suck my dick or, you know, like just starts really fucked up stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And as the reader, you're like, what the fuck? You know, like, why did this turn like it did? And then it, 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 
it freaks you out. The, the jump scare of the book is that he finally manages to look up and glimpse himself in the mirror. And that the ghost of the guy in the fucking suit is like moving this fucking pendulum and he's whispering into that dude's ear. Mm. And like, you know, like, like it's a, it's a big possession sequence. Right. Yeah. And you're mm. like, what the fuck? So, but yeah, dude, that like, I know we, I went off on a tangent, but I'm just saying Joe Hill is a very good writer, regardless yeah. of his relations to like King and all that. Like dudes, dudes, you know, yeah, come out on his own. Horns was great. Yeah, I really liked Horns a lot, man. And Horns I didn't mind the 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 movie. I didn't either, man. I didn't. It hit all the main points of the book, in my opinion. Yeah, like. The scene in Horns when he's when he's uh talking to his uh I think it's his mother. Oh yeah, yeah. And she looks at him because he's got those horns and fucking she says what you know, everybody says whatever the fuck they're thinking around him. And she's just like, you know, you're the worst fucking thing to have happened to me. Like you fucked my body up, like Yeah, yeah. You don't like why are you here? Like, you know, you were a mistake. Like just fucked up shit. Last thing a child would ever want to hear from their parents. Yeah, yeah. And like shit where it's like, I want to kill this motherfucker. If you tell me I can do it, I'll fucking do it. You know, like like they're already making deals with the devil and he's just, his consciousness is along for the ride, you know? Yeah. That might be something fun to do on the pod sometime, man, because it's been a long time. It's funny because uh, we went out to eat lunch with, uh, me and Marina went out to eat lunch with my mom. <clears throat> and, um, this was on a Sunday and I was like, Hey, you know, let's go home. Let's watch this movie. And my mom was like, Oh, does he make you watch those messed up movies too? (laughs) (laughs) Marina Marina was like, yeah. And she's like, you remember the one with the dude where Harry Potter had the horns and all those people were acting crazy. And I was like, Oh yeah, dude, we watched that movie. Like when it came out, you know, and it's been out for, it came out for, ago yeah. yeah and she still remembers that shit i was like wow okay Some right. shit you don't yeah. forget dude yeah right like uh, so a lot of movies have him in it swiss army man you're gonna forget that no like i'm look i i'm i'm eagerly awaiting the weird owl movie he's gonna do oh, oh my yeah. god it, yeah that's gonna be great podlogged yeah but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, in case it ever does happen, though, if Heart Shaped Box finally does get an adaptation, I want to pod lock it hard, man. Like that's that's a story I'm I would be excited for. Weren't they doing a? Um... Yeah, they did a. Um... Wait, hold on. Did they do a TV show adaptation of Nosferatu? Yeah, Zachary Quinto played the uh, played Nosferatu. Was it? Did you watch it? I never, I, I, I never read nor watched that part. I kind of fell off the Joe Hill wagon for a while there, but that only means he that there's a bunch of material for me to catch up on his work now. So yeah, kind of because another thing I wanted to check out too was his comic series and the show that it got was called Lock and Key. Oh yeah, I've heard really good things about that. Uh, I heard it's a very good comic, and I I haven't heard much on the show, but I assume I believe it's animated. Maybe 
I think it's wrong. I think they did a live action. Well, either way, like if it's, I mean, he he he's good at reviving the ghost story. Yeah, like he looks really in a good different way. Yeah. yeah, he he's given us something new with something old, and that's to me that's original. That's innovative, you know. Yeah. Did either one of y'all watch the show he did with his dad on Netflix? The one with the maze. Uh, Is it called Corn Maze uh, or? Oh, the, the uh, behind the tall grass. Yeah. Yeah. I watched. Yeah, I watched it. It was good. Because they worked I on heard. that together, right? Yeah, uh, I think I think so. had total children of the corn vibes, but yeah. then it goes. Then you could tell that Joe was like, "All right, you you did good at setting that up, and that's a big nod to you." But let's go this way, you know. Mm-hmm. And King right. was like, "All right, son, lead the way." Well, like, dude, he even changed his name. Yeah, to not yeah. ride off the coattails. Yeah, I mean, clearly I mean, he's going to have connections, but yeah. You know, he wanted to make his own name for himself. He seems like a really cool gent too, man. Because I've seen a few interviews with him. He just seems like a just a. He seems like somebody you strike up a conversation with, man, about all the cool shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, give it a I, I need to. Yeah, I give it a start, dude. Fucking, um, dude's performance, man. Like the less is more. You know, that didn't really show him all that. All I was expecting, like over the top, the, just. Yeah, I yeah. was expecting to go into it and like he gets abducted right out of the gate, and then you spend the whole time in this room, and um, you see just them two interacting with one another. That's what I thought I was gonna get. Yeah, but one like. Those- one of the oh, scenes that irked me the most, adding to what you're saying, man, it's got to be that scene, dude, near the beginning where he wakes up. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I just wanted to look at you, man. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That was creepy as fuck. And he had dude. the half mask when he did yeah, that. Yeah, that was fucking creepy. Yeah. But, yeah, they uh, they they really knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. And it makes me want to read the short story. I mean... 30 pages. I'm sure I could track it down, you know? Oh, yeah. So, you know, make it happen. But I'm giving it a full star as well, though, man. Trav? Who are you think, oh, Trav? Oh, for sure, man. Full star. And yeah. this is, see, see, this is a, this is, a, this is one of those few movies that, that's good that you could literally recommend this film to anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of supernatural going on. It's not too off the wall. You're not looking at a, you're not looking at a CGI world, none of that garbage and shit. It's just good old, like, all right, spirits are at play here. Cool. Yeah. All right. Who doesn't, who doesn't, like, well, obviously people who don't like suspense and horror, but who who hasn't or wouldn't sit through a good old classic escape story. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, it's got all the hallmarks of a good recommend for, you know, anybody I'd say. Yeah. Like it a lot, man. Good run run time too. It's about a 90 minute, you know? Yeah. In and out. Hand and out, you know, we got some movie news here. Uh, you know, Comic Con happened this past week, so yeah. we got a cu- we got a couple things. Yeah, I I hate it because I I didn't keep up with any of it, so I'm kind of glad 
this is all going to come in clutch for me. Well, most of it's kind of hush hush, but like we did get some trailers and stuff out of it, you know, but one thing we did get out of it though, is Avengers, the Kang dynasty land, Shang Chi director, Destin, Daniel Creighton or Creighton. The fifth Avengers film and one of the last chapters of phase six of the MCU has found its director. The Hollywood reporter is revealing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings director Destin Daniel Cretton or Cretton will be helming Avengers the Kang Dynasty set to be released May the 2nd, 2025. Kang Dynasty will be one of two Avengers films released in 2025. As Kevin Feige revealed at San Diego Comic-Con that Avengers Secret Wars will be arriving just six months after its predecessor on November the 7th. Plot and casting details are being kept close to the vest by Feige and Marvel Studios, with uh, Cretton's hiring being the biggest update either film has received since officially being announced on Saturday. Shang-Chi was both a critical and financial success upon its release last September, grossing $432 million worldwide. The film came out at a time when many movie theaters were still closed due to the pandemic, which makes it even more impressive what Cretton and company were able to accomplish. Continuing off the momentum of Shang-Chi, he signed an overall deal with Marvel, which includes a few different projects in addition to the Kang Dynasty. A Disney Plus series featuring Wonder Man is reportedly in the works from Cretton, along with a sequel to Shang-Chi somewhere down the road. Marvel was clearly impressed with what Cretton accomplished in Shang-Chi, leading Feige to hand the director the biggest film of his career thus far. While the director for the Kang Dynasty being revealed, speculation about who will direct Secret Wars will be at a fever pitch. <clears throat> After pulling off the seemingly impossible by landing both Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo have long been the choice of fans to tackle Secret Wars. The brothers themselves have stated on multiple occasions they would be interested in telling that story, but those hopes have seemingly been shot down by Feige. At San Diego Comic-Con, Feige said that the Russos would not be directing either of the upcoming Avenger films, although Marvel was hoping to work with them in the future. While the Marvel figurehead could have been playing coy, as of it, it as of now, it seems like Secret Wars will have a fresh director or a fresh face in the director's chair. That is, unless uh, Cretan is also tapped to direct the follow-up to the Kang Dynasty, Looking at that previous four Avengers films, the first two were directed by Joss Whedon, while Russo's took on the third and fourth installments of the franchise. Marvel is yet to have back-to-back Avengers films be directed by different filmmakers, which could mean Critton will have even more on his plate with Secret Wars. However, given the fact that Avengers 4 and 5 will be coming out within six months of each other, as opposed to a year that separated Infinity War and Endgame, Marvel may name a separate director for Secret Wars so Critton's sole focus can be on the Kang Dynasty. Even if Secret Wars is led by a different director, Critton will surely be part of the creative process due to helming the film coming directly before it. It says that Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars will be the culmination of Phase 6, which is set to begin in November of 2024 with Fantastic Four. The six-year gap between Endgame and the Kang Dynasty will be the longest of the Avengers franchise, meaning there's plenty more time to set up the ultimate conflict between Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Kang the Conqueror. So, yeah. Can we kind of just take a moment to just 
kind of being disbelief that we're talking about these particular stories playing out now. Oh, I know, right? It's ridiculous. I mean, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm just glad we had once one saga, you know, play out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's the thing, like, in relation to this article, it makes sense why they wouldn't want to have the same director because – think about it you're going to do the avengers we're we're going to have to assume that there's just a core set of avengers and i imagine that kang is going to show up at some point fuck everything up and it's going to lead up to the events of secret wars but secret wars is going to be so much bigger you know what i mean it makes sense to start with the technology that we have Go ahead and start bringing people in that's not associated with Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Go ahead and get some of that stuff shot and taken care of so that they could film them almost simultaneously without conflicting with one another, if that makes sense. Well, who's to to say there's not piles of B-roll from, like, Loki, for instance, from when Jonathan Majors was doing his first? Because I'm still... I'm still convinced that the end of this whole thing we 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 we've been seeing it several times now that that room the room at the end of Loki it looks the room at the off, end of time dude it's that it looks awfully similar to uh, that one uh, variant of Doctor Strange it does. Realm. yeah like I I I really I'm I'm banking on like that's like like there's going to be obvious spectacle but when the fight things done because because if you think about it they're gonna have they're trying to contrast differently from endgame so that the the infinity saga can be what it is and then the you know the multiverse saga can be its own have its own feel and tone and i would imagine that going the exact opposite of endgame which was just this all-out battle at the end the ultimate everybody bring your action figure over this saturday we're fucking we're having a battle royale <laughs> the the flip opposite of that would be you're something very. To, you're not supposed to tell people what we do on the weekends, Trav. Hey Come on man. Now. Hey man. <laughs> hey, no. I, we're all bringing our rings, and we're also recreating war games. We're some WCW fans too. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but I, I could see the Kang story playing out where it, it's very it's dialogue, very heavy dialogue. Driven. Kang's had his ass beat, and then they're just gonna tie just like we're fucking because you can't kill the character yeah but they're gonna reach that point where it's like all right we need to get the sacred timeline back you need to you know you're gonna be here this shit's gonna have to play out in a loop so that it always closes itself off so shit does get back Mm -hmm. to normal in the timeline right and i could be it being a very dialogue driven end and that and that's okay because you're the build-up to that you've got secret wars you've got the king dynasty it's going to be, you know how they did the time heist where you had different Avengers in different time periods trying yeah. to accomplish? It's going to be different versions of different Avengers in different realities trying to accomplish the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like what they'll end up doing is they'll lump the majority of that stuff into almost its own flick. And then you'll see the culmination of all that stuff happen where it's going to, it's going to bull over to a tipping point. And that's going to be the final Avengers film to to put a bow on everything. And it would make sense if you had like, because you know how Infinity War, <clears throat> Infinity War ended with a lot of people getting snapped out of existence. And then a year later you get Endgame. And you kind of know going into Endgame 
that these people that got snapped out of existence, they're going to come back in some capacity. Like the, the threat wasn't legitimately real. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I have a feeling that like, we're going to see different and fall in love as viewers with different versions of these different characters, like an alternate version of Iron Man or an alternate version of, of uh, Captain America or whatever. And those worlds are going to end. They've already told us that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is going to be the thing. Like, I think that this is going to be even more, if they do a good job at setting everything up, this is going to be an even more emotional roller coaster of dealing with loss because this is going to be entire worlds. Entire fucking realities are going to come to an end. You know? We might see the build up to Robert Downey because we're talking years from now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Just think he steps out again. Oh, and, and saves the world it, again? Well, it's him from another, you or, know. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, or or say we get, like, a moment where Professor X is like, I need to consult somebody. And you're like, what? And yeah, you, have a mo- you have a moment where Professor X rolls up at this lab and it's like this weird version of Tony Stark. Like, cause, uh, like they won't bring Robert back the way we that people want him to but in a way that makes us go glad we got that yeah thank you like yeah so but yeah man i I, i'm interested to see and since we did get that um next phase of marvel flicks we also got you know the um got a couple of trailers this and that and i I think that we're in the in-between times. Like, it's technically phase four, you know, but we're still in that weird, awkward, like, getting to know one another, like, dating phase, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We're still, still trying to... It, well, the, the new guard's still being rolled out. Yeah, and we're also trying to learn the rules. We're We're trying to figure out what the other person likes in bed and what they don't like in bed. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. Well, oh, we're in, yeah and ju- just imagine something like this because you know when it is time for spectacle to kick in um you know how you know how we had that really awesome shot from the very first avengers film when the battle of new york's going down and the camera is just panning to each set of avengers just fucking shit up just doing shit you know you have that you have the wall of death from Endgame, and like. And then you see how they've been able to pull off portal hopping and like Dr. Strange. Yeah. And we just have this instance, man, where the camera is going through the sling rings and all these different realities. And you just have a set of Avengers, like two or three different teams. And you just have this moment where you're seeing all you're seeing the Kang Avengers fight happening in different realities with different people. So you're yeah. seeing all these little different quirks and looks like you know different like different things that that the the way the fight could play out you know yeah that would be fucking awesome oh yeah so according to this picture this is the phase five plan here um we got ant-man and wasp quantum mania we've got secret invasion which is going to be a series we've got guardians of the galaxy volume three echo which is a series Loki season two, the Marvels, Blade, Ironheart, which is going to be a series, Agatha Coven of Chaos, which is going to be a series, uh, Daredevil, Born Again, which is going to be a series, Captain America, New World Order, and Thunderbolts. 
So, so out of, yeah. Go ahead. And I, I don't know if maybe you were getting to this script from, but <clears throat> Echo and Daredevil to me tells me clearly Kingpin didn't die. Yeah. I also think I wonder if there if if Echo is going to set up if we're going to get more Kate Bishop and Echo. I mean that would be okay with me. Like that would make sense. I'm trying to remember. Are we just going to call her Hawkeye as well, or because I know they, they played they played on what she was called, but like I, I thought it was uh, Lady Hawk or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember because I mean I feel like Hawkeye is still going to be around in some capacity. Because we're going to get these street level Avengers now that are going to be like Hawkeye, Daredevil, fucking Spider Man. How fucking badass is that, guys? Yeah. Well, all right. So, speaking of that, okay, uh, before we transition to this, what I was going to say is out of this lineup, and it starts with uh, Ant Man and Wasp in February of 2023. We get the Ant Man movie, we get the Guardians movie, we get the Marvels movie. We get the Blade movie, and we get Thunderbolts and Captain America. So about fifty percent of those are movies that's going to be coming out over the course of a year, and the rest of them are going to be series. Which we get a follow up to Loki. We get the Echo series, the Secret Invasion series, the Ironheart series, Agatha and Daredevil. So we we got a nice mix here because I'm I was kind of afraid, not really afraid, but more of speculation on my part saying that like, okay, since we have series now, we're going to get less movies and we're going to get more of that world building character development, and all that stuff in the series themselves. They figure out a way to bring them in there. Yeah. Nah, dude, like we're, which guardians, they're going to be wrapping that up. Ant-Man and Wasp, they're going to be wrapping that up. Marvel's is going to be the second outing for Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain America is going to be like a reintroduction almost to Captain America and Thunderbolts is going to be its brand new on and Blade. We're going to get the introduction to Blade, and we're going to get the introduction to the Thunderbolts. So you see, kind of the the old guard wrapping up in Phase Four or Phase Five, whatever phase is Phase Five, and then you're going to get the introduction of a couple of new new staples, you know, along with what we've already been introduced with. Um, my only my only concern is that I feel like these Avenger movies. Are going to be good. Obviously, they're going to be they're going to be fun to watch. But on a storytelling level, there, I'm worried that all of this supplemental character building from all the shows, stuff that's going to have to, stuff that's clearly going to make things make sense when these movies play out. I feel like it's going to be inaccessible to audiences that marvel's not their like their go-to shtick like they watch them but they don't pay attention like a more ardent fan would be you know well if they're smart then they'll they'll do and they kind of done this a little bit with some of the other avengers movies even though we we were in it pretty much everybody was in it but i feel like any of those fringe characters that they bring in from the series and things like that um I feel like they'll have a shield introduction, if that makes sense, where it's like, okay, this is Kate Bishop, and she's been working very closely with um, Hawkeye, and and uh, she has the same capabilities that Hawkeye has. Some say she's even better. Like, we're going to have a shield 
introduction to some of these characters that were introduced in the series. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you make a point because I mean that that'd be a that'd be a very easy one line drop that just makes total sense to at least to like you know people paying attention to the, the long form story. Yes, and it's like you know someone's like I've been working with Shield, and you're like, oh okay, that that's that's why nobody's fucking with him. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And like Ironheart, you know, if nobody watches Ironheart, then they'll be like, whenever they, sh- whenever she shows up in the suit, then you're like, oh, this is the replacement for Iron Man. And then the ex- explanation can be explained away in like one or two sentences. Like, oh, you know, she got some of Tony Stark's tech or she's a genius that uh, found some of Tony Stark's tech after, you know, Endgame happened or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. And they can explain that away in like, in less than a paragraph to where the, the general audience will be like, okay, this is our substitute for such and such. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, maybe I should go watch Ironheart now. Yeah, exactly, right. But this is what they had to say about our street-level heroes. So Spider-Man and Daredevil will provide street-level heroes in MCU, says Kevin Feige. It says Marvel Studios told a very intergalactic story with the Infinity Saga, and while that is set to continue with the Multiverse Saga, there's also a conscious effort to bring some of the storytelling of the MCU back to street level. According to Feige, the real, that real side of the MCU will be led by Spider-Man and Daredevil. And we've already seen some of this street side, street based drama coming from last year's Hawkeye among the many Marvel reveals during San Diego comic-con on Saturday, a new 18 part Daredevil series. God damn. Uh, was announced for 2024 and the character was also shown to be making his superhero return in She-Hulk after Matt Murdock made his MCU debut in Spider-Man No Way Home. In a subsequent interview with MTV News, Feige answered a number of questions about how exactly how certain aspects of Phase 4, 5, and 6 of the MCU will play out. And that included breaking down <clears throat> where some of the characters sit concerning each other. While Doctor Strange and Blade will inhabit a supernatural corner of the MCU. The Guardians of the Galaxy and Eternals hold the cosmic side. And then there are the street-level stories. Of these, Feige said, we've got the street-level with the announcement of Daredevil and, of course, Spidey going into the street-level heroes. There have been a number of rumors about the future of Daredevil in the MCU, and while it was known that there would be a new series coming, a new series Uh, starring Charlie Cox, no one was really expecting an 18-part series to be announced on Saturday. That's awesome. Right. It seems that Daredevil's presence will be felt much earlier than the series' 2024 debut, with the character appearing in full superhero mode and She-Hulk and reportedly in Echo. Uh, Since the first rumors of Daredevil joining the MCU surfaced last year in the months leading up to the release of Spider-Man No Way Home, Charlie Cox's character has had a speedier integration than many other legacy characters. While there have been plenty of rumors about Jessica Jones potentially making her MCU debut in She-Hulk and Echo, Daredevil's She-Hulk reveal in the new trailer surprised many. Rumors of Matt Murdock possibly appearing in the show given the low connection uh, have been coming and going for a while now, but it would seem that it will actually be Daredevil's debut that will happen in the series instead. With She-Hulk being touted as an all-out comedy series, though, there's a lot of speculation as to how the tone of Daredevil will come across in the show. Of course, many fans are hoping for Daredevil Born Again to get a TVMA rating when it arrives in 2024, but he is clearly going to be toned down for She-Hulk, which 
is aiming at the uh, usual family-friendly audience. With only a few weeks until She-Hulk Attorney at Law premieres on Disney+, Plus, there is not long to wait for Daredevil's MCU debut. But let's be fair with one another here. I didn't expect them to take Moon Knight the direction that they took it. Oh, yeah. On Disney+. Plus. So violence. Yes. Whoa. So it's absolutely possible for them to make a... Not a mature, but a more adult version of well, there. Could be some ass whooping going on for sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, the thing is, is that I, I feel like I feel like the debate about the tone of Daredevil is really not that big of a deal. No, the reason I really. say it is because if you go back and you actually read the early, like the fucking early issues of Daredevil, sure, it's that classic Stanley like. Ah, like you know the really up you know upbeat written dialogue and stuff yeah but it's still happening in a way where when you're reading it that dark gritty tones playing out like yeah like i'm calling to mind a sequence where uh it's being narrated that there's always these two contrasting scenes uh from early daredevil comics that always stick in my mind and to me they're like they're defining traits of the character one of them is when he is Daredevil, or not Daredevil, when he's he's Matt Murdock and he's a kid, and he's like, you know, it's when, you know showing that his father's a boxer and, you know, all that stuff, but he's like, I'm going to study my homework because my father wants me to do good in school and, and to not have to fight like he does, literally, even though even though I admire him as a fighter. Like, like the father-son love type of thing, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's in that weird heartwarming like way he's like i'm gonna do my best because i want my family to be proud of me like i instead he has he has morals you know yeah and i was like that's i I, that that's that always stood out to me and then later on when he becomes daredevil there's a sequence where he's straight up just analyzing the enemy where he's like i can feel the shift in the weight in the air knowing that he only has six bullets left in his gun i can move this way and this way, and I know I'll be free, but I'm still cautious as to what he's going to do in the other hand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he goes full goddamn Batman. Yeah, yeah. And he just beats the fucking piss out of these dudes. Yeah. And I feel like if they could balance that tone all the way back then, Disney ain't going to have a problem integrating him to where we still have the feeling of the Netflix show. But there's going to be that, you know, there's obviously going to be a soft injection of family friendly there. Yeah. And I think it'll do nothing but make it better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree 100%. I think this is the one character from Netflix besides Punisher that I hope <clears throat> that, you know, continues to thrive in the, the new continuity and everything. I think it's yeah. the Punisher. Because Daredevil, because to me, some of Daredevil's stories are on a straight level hero uh perspective some of daredevil stuff is 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 better than spider-man i would argue yeah yeah for sure man and i know that that sounds like heresy and it's and and i and i mean i'm just as much of a spider-man fan as the next kid but you know yeah no no i get it man and i agree with you on that and i think you know i think that they're going to do it faithfully i think that they're going to uh they're going to um, keep it in that they're going to toe that line very well. They did it with Moon Knight. 
and and I feel like that they're going to continue that. And it's whenever you look at that slate for what's coming up, you've got, um, you know, you've got Daredevil, you've got Echo, you've got several series coming out that's going to be more street level, ground level, uh, superhero type stuff. And especially in that phase announcement, you've got Blade is going to be supernatural. You've got Thunderbolts, which is going to be kind of like, it's going to be a little bit different, but in a good way, but it could be street level. It could be world level. You know what I'm saying? To to a certain mm-hmm. degree, if that makes sense. Um, and then well, Marvel. I mean, oh, well, 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 if you think about it, <clears throat> they're incorporating Daredevil. They're incorporating Echo, they're, and, and they're even grouping Spider-Man on a more grounded level now, since he's went to space and back and all that shit. Well, he's been around the block for real. <laughs> but, yeah. um, uh, sorry, I was just saying, like, man, Spider-Man's character's been through a fuck ton, the MCU versions. Yeah, right. But, uh, but no, but anyway, it's setting up to where I'm wondering if, after we get done with the multiverse, or maybe somewhere somewhere along that near the end, we're going to get a street-level Avenger film. And it's going to literally be like Daredevil, Lady Hawk, Spider-Man. It's going to be the new Avengers. Yeah. And instead of like this big grandiose battle against a space invader of some kind, instead it's just classic. Because you have all these characters like... <clears throat> It's no coincidence that we're getting two attorneys that happen to be superheroes. Yeah. Like we're like we get this way to where the heroes like the Kingpin's gonna be the big bad of it. And it's gonna be a classic they gotta infiltrate Kingpin. He has taken complete hold of New York. And just I mean, just let your mind run with that, like like all the different applications with that. Like you see Murdoch and um She Holt battling Kingpin in the courtroom and then they 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 enlist spider-man and some of the other heroes to try to be like all right well we we, we got to have this evidence to beat this fucking case dude and spider-man like it would be such a drastic shift in how a marvel story is told and what people are used to with like oh it's avengers like, yeah. turn the brain off you know like right. <clears throat> instead it brings it back into hey let's let's see justice work it the right way yeah and like yeah, you have you, you have you have spider-man and them battling kingpins enforcers and stuff and those enforcers could be you know moments where they could bring in you know more fringe villains per se that can come into the story and they have to deal with and all that yeah. i don't know i'm excited for this avenue of yeah. marvel i i agree 100 man and i'm I like what they're doing. I like the direction they're going. Like I said, we're in that kind of weird in-between time right now where, like, they had a plan. They had everything mapped out. The pandemic kind of fucked everything up, but it may have fucked it up in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could have definitely been, you know, a blessing in disguise as far some as, the, like the, Some of the best drinks for men a little longer, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see what they, they have come out. But on some other news here, Bruce Campbell says talks have started for an Evil Dead animated series. So Evil Dead Rise will be the first Evil Dead movie in which Bruce Campbell has not appeared on screen as Ash Williams, the unlucky protagonist of the bulk of the Evil Dead franchise. 
However, fans who are worried that Ash may have come to an end of the road after Campbell effectively announced his retirement from the role will be pleased to know that a possible that possibly an animated Evil Dead series is being discussed. And some, in something of an ironic parallel, the original Evil Dead trilogy ended after three movies, with Army of Darkness ending on a cliffhanger of Ash waking up after years of an enforced sleep to find he had awakened to a new apocalyptic world many years in the future. When Ash finally returned in the Stars series Ash vs. Evil Dead, his adventure lasted three seasons before being canceled when the final episode set up to Ash turning up in an apocalyptic future. It's almost like the character was never meant to make it to that brave new world. At the end of last year, Campbell hinted that he would consider returning to the role of Ash in animated form, and it looks like there are some serious discussions being had about a possible Evil Dead animated series going into production. With animation being big business at the moment, it would certainly not be out of place for the Evil Dead to explore this medium, and Campbell told Collider that Ash Williams could well be back again. This is what he said. You can do the future a lot easier in animation. I still sound like Ash, and you know, my voice hasn't been as beat up as my body has been, so I can still do that crap. So I'll still do the video game, and we're already talking about an animated series. He so said, he said I'd do an animated series and some nerd out there was like I'm on. Yeah, right. So apparently his voice will appear in Evil Dead Rise though. Where's um, the fucking trailer for that movie? I know, right? Well, all right, here's some Evil Dead Rise news and some shinfo about We're Ash. Talking about Evil it getting Dead. a damn theatrical release. Yeah, so they're they watched the movie. Uh Bruce Campbell watched the movie. Uh, and a couple other people watched the movie. And what they did was they filmed everything, and then they were going to shop it around to different streaming services and things like that. Well, um, the movie is apparently so good that instead of trying to um, shop it around to streaming services, they're possibly shopping around to distributors to to release it theatrically. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Like, I'm 100% okay with that. And then also, Bruce Campbell came out. I think it was uh, it was trending today, maybe, um, as to why Ash versus Evil Dead didn't do as well as it potentially could have, and we all know the reason why, right? What's the reason why? Because it was on Stars. <laughs> that would be yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. He have said. Stars. Yeah, he said that whenever people would come up to him at yeah. conventions or ask him what this what it was streaming on or what where it was going to be located, he said stars. And most people were like, well, "What is that? Like, it's not a streaming service. It's you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, yeah, exactly." So he said that you know whenever it released on Netflix, it get it gathered this whole new audience of people that were like oh shit, there's an Evil Dead series. Yeah. And then they're coming up to him like, dude, I watched the thing on Netflix, man. It's awesome. Like, when's Netflix going to do more? And it's like, dude, that was three years ago. Yeah, that's you know what right. I mean? like, yeah, like that I was I didn't three... even remember that it was on Stars. Yeah. I mean, that ain't how I watched it, but... um, I mean, yeah, all, but, but at the same time, though, fuck those people, though, because, like, I don't know, every Roku TV in existence that I know millions of people buy 
I know they have them. You mean to tell me you don't see that stars icon? Yeah, big but ain't, ain't nobody fucking, fucking paying that for that. Yeah, stars wasn't even good on the TV. Yeah, they play uh, like the same movies every month. Then next month mm. you get like four new movies. You know they play oh, all the time. Like I'm, I'm certainly not defending the channel, but you know Elvis meets Nixon was a stars movie. I mean. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. They built it, and people were just fucking lazy. It would have done well, way better, though, had it been Netflix or, like, HBO. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. That backing would have totally ramped it. Yeah, like that. I mean, everything. I mean, the argument's there for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, like, and he said he's done doing live. And it, it would have been amazing, because we talked about this on the pod at the time, when, you know, stars was done with it then there was rumors going around that like netflix or hulu or somebody like that may pick it up and nobody ended up picking it up but it's also one of those situations where it's like but here's the thing man like you can't base the viewership because he said that like the final episode only had like a hundred and forty thousand people watching it yeah like that that's not good you know what i mean like no and I would say 140,000 people. I would say 90% of those people actively subscribed to stars so that they could actually watch it. 10% of them had free weekend that weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. like they just happened to have free access to it. Like nobody was going to download the app to watch that. I didn't download the app to watch it. I just watched it, you know? So like, but yeah, that he said that that was the downfall of it, but an animated series, man, that would be very, very cool. Like I would yeah. be very, very cool with, with watching something like that. So, well, it would be cool if they could find a way to, uh, finally <clears throat> give us those little bits of scenes that strings everything together to where the, the world of evil dead is this one linear story. There's no alternate reality, none of that garbage. It's just one single story. And it's just, this cabin is fucked. Uh, and people just keep coming to it, man. They, you know, like, you know, one group will come out there and and the shit happens, and that was that was Ash's group. And then you know later on in the years, you know, we they incorporate the remake uh, group because they yeah. they had they hadn't they have enough already on screen to show you that they're connected that way, and that like you know we get the groovy thing at the end. Yeah. So. And being able to be like, you know, have it to where the events of the original Evil Dead and, or not original, but Ash versus Evil Dead in 2014, I think. Wasn't that when the Evil Dead remake came out? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And when that came out, that was just a few more years down the road. I mean, it's all there and to have a show that could kind of you know, tie it all together in a big bow and then move forward. Yeah. Would be really awesome. Yeah, because they've got to finish Ash's story, right? But that's classic Campbell though, man. Yeah, I know. He leaves you wanting more. And that's a staying power. It is. Like you never I mean, get too much of him because he leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's classic actor, dude. Cracker. Cla- that's classy actor. Clactor, hardly know her. Yeah, right. He got uh, that, that class fast, man. 
Last up here, Bill Murray replaced by Steve Carell in Wes Anderson's Asteroid City due to COVID diagnosis. So despite being originally announced as one of the cast members of Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, longstanding Anderson collaborator Bill Murray was strangely absent from the list of stars on board the movie earlier this week. According to a report by The Hollywood Reporter, the reason for Murray's absence is down to the actor contracting COVID. Mm -hmm. Days before shooting on the movie began last September, leading to Steve Carell taking his place in the film. Asteroid City once again brings together many actors who have previously worked with the director on his 10 movies. As his 11th feature film, Anderson's film tells the story of a fictional American desert town circa 1955 and its junior stargazer convention that brings together students and parents from across the country for scholarly competition rest and recreation, comedy, drama, romance, and more. With Anderson's movies having previously picked up any number of awards, the director will once again find himself and his cast vying for attention at the Academy Awards and Golden Globes next year. The movie's cast features an almighty ensemble of famous faces, of which Murray was originally one. The list of those appearing now include Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, uh, Liv Shriver, Hope Davis, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Chow, uh, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, Tony Revolori, Sophie Lillis, uh, Ethan Lee, Jeff Goldblum, Rita Wilson, and more. I While mean, god no- damn, what a cast. Yeah. While there is no reason release date currently known for the movie, it is now well in the post production and will potentially be released later this year. I mean a lot but, of these a lot of these actors are hard to find and picky, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean when Wes Anderson calls you answer. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh recent misconducts accusations were made though. Having been as much part of Wes Anderson's movies as the director himself, the absence of Murray from the official cast list released by Focus Feature did not go unnoticed and following accusations of misconduct on the set of his movie being mortal earlier this year, it was speculated whether the veteran actor had been cut from his role in asteroid city. Ding, 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 following, ding. following the news of the alleged misconduct, uh, which brought filming on being mortal to a halt. Murray said in a statement, I did something I thought was funny and it wasn't taken that way. As of now, we are talking and we are trying to make peace with each other. We are both professionals. We like each other's work. We like each other, I think. And if we can't really get along and trust each other, there's no point in going further working together or making the movie as well. It's been quite an education for me. What would make me happiest is if we go back into work and trust each other and work at the work that we've both spent a lot of time developing the skill of. I think it's a sad day that uh, that can't learn. I think it's a sad dog that can't learn anymore. That's a really sad puppy that can't learn anymore. I don't want to be that sad dog, and I have no intention of it. I think that's the when whenever you were reading it, I was like, COVID, dude. When yeah, Bill Murray catches COVID, you wait fucking two weeks, you know? Yeah, right. Like yeah. it's Bill Murray, but I think yeah. it is the. I mean, he's been laying low since then, and he went on some kind of little apology tour. I watched these little interviews where. He, and you know, we yeah. still don't know what happened. He just said something to someone. And yeah. And they were like, oh, 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 you know? 
Yeah. Like it's Bill Murray. He didn't yeah. fucking Bill Cosby you. He yeah. Said something. Right. Like, yeah. Well, but we'll see. This just in, okay. I, I just want to hit on this real quick before we go. A VFX artist says working on Marvel movies include includes being underpaid, understaffed, and overworked. Mm. I was working seven days a week, averaging averaging sixty four hours a week on a good one. I've had coworkers sit next to me, break down, and start crying. If you're working sixty four hours in one week, congratulations. That's all I'm gonna say. Congratulations. 64 hours in one week ain't fucking shit, okay? <laughs> so shut the fuck up crying. You sit behind a fucking computer all day. I'm sorry. But whenever you work a fucking work week and you work, I don't know, 70 to 80 hours a week, you're there 15 to 18 hours a day. Yeah, a lot of it's manual labor. Yes. Like, fuck then, off. then I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. Keyframing's hard. I, I I don't, I'm sorry. You don't have sympathy for me. Like I'm one of the fucking normies out here fucking struggling to get by every fucking week. And I'm working, dude, there's been some, I've worked fucking like 36 hours straight one time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I fucking had to do it. I worked 30. So I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't, I'm, I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with you, dude. Yeah. I'm fucking done. You know? I'm sorry, but that just fucking crawls all over me. You're you're understaffed. Everybody else is, okay? For some reason, people feel like they don't have to get jobs now. So that's just something we're all having to deal with. We're, you're underpaid. Welcome to the fucking club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've, we've been here before. We've been here for forever. Welcome to the fucking club. You know? Like, come on, man. Everything you're complaining about is everything that every fucking blue collar, white collar, fucking every collar fucking person in the entire world is complaining about right now. You know, everyone, at least everybody in the United States, we can't get people to come to work. Well, I wonder why if you pay people to be home, then guess what? They're going to stay home. I'm ready for trailers <laughs> before I get too fucking wound up over here, dude. While we pull the trailers up, I have an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that Apple was working on a Godzilla series. I didn't. Called no. Godzilla and the Titans series. Ooh, okay. Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, his son, they've signed on to the cast. Ooh. It's okay. supposed to take place after. So there's been the big battle between Godzilla and the Titans. And yeah. like, like, there's these people are trying to figure out what's going on, like with Monarch and. Also, you know, it's it a whole show like that. Of like, I could see Kurt Russell being like part of the cleanup crew. Like, goddamn Kaiju yeah. just keeps fucking ripping up the town like it's nothing. Like he's just kind of pissed because they're we in this big ass rubble. Down. <clears throat> we cleaned this county up six fucking months ago. Like that shit got fucked up though, for real. You don't fuck with a Kaiju, dude. Fuck the city, save the day, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're... I'm excited we, for this first We trailer. got a legit Sandman trailer. I am excited. 
Amen. I really, I'm really pulling for labor of love out of this, man. I'm hoping that the people behind it are, you know, their DTR with the book and their DTM for the fucking real shit down to make. Well, I'm DT Dub. Let's check it out. Three, two, one, play. August 5th is soon. Uh huh. Yes. It looks like Ezra Miller and Rob Pattinson had a baby. Yeah, right. It's that guy. Like, look. When soul meets body. I like the color of it. Yeah. Not wrong. Oh. What type of show? Looks epic, man. Whoa. God damn right, guys. Yeah, it looks fucking mint, dude. Yeah. Dude, yes. Uh, I'm excited. Is that going to be a series? Yes. Fucking right. Oh, dude. If they tried to condense the Sandman story into a movie, dude, they'd be fucking up hard. There's a lot there's a lot of visuals to take in from that story, dude. Like half the reason you end up sticking around to read it is just because the art's so goddamn good. That's just two weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Fucking market zero, dude. You know? And I mean, dude, <laughs> I mean, it's it's our boy Neil Gaiman, dude. Like he 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 doesn't he's he's not one to put out some shit stuff, man. Yeah. Like the good omens. I mean, that shit was good. Yeah. Like. I wasn't expecting to get this trailer so soon. But. Two. A two, four trailers. This is the fucking prequel to X. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's go. Ty West and Mia Goth. So. Let's peep. It looks like Little House on the Prairie. Praise the fucking Lord. All right. (laughs) Three, two, one, play. 
party like this. An A24 original. Invite you to discover an extraordinary origin story. I mean, there's the house. Oh, they went way back. Mm-hmm. Alligator. You fucks a scarecrow. Okay. Man, this looks like it's going to be better than the other one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like that style, though. Yeah. Dude, let's go. Well, I they... feel like this is gonna this is gonna make going back and watching X more worthwhile because you're gonna pick up so many other cues. Yeah, or it's just gonna compound <sighs> some of those scenes that establish what we know about this going in. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like they they did a perfect capture in X of what the, of the seventies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how those movies that that happened at that in that time period looked felt everything they did the same thing with the 50s yep you know with the 40s and 50s but like made it a horror flick dude it's genius man i'm i'm excited i'm legit excited for it theater september 16th i have to go peep it dude i wonder if kid cootie's in it cutty Cootie? Yeah, Kid Cootie, dude. This is Cuda. Kid Cuda. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dude, his favorite band's Cootie and the Blowfish. He's like, I love Cootie and the Blowfish. It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, we got fucking Black Panther trailer? Oh, yeah. Teaser. Oh, okay. Two minutes is a long-ass teaser, though. Yeah. I mean, fuck. This is going to be a long 30 seconds movie. of title card. Yeah, that's true. All right. Three, two, one, play. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. So ivory earrings. I would have used the the original and then like <laughs> stretch that out. Yeah. Make it sound airy. Having a baby underwater? Water birth. Here come the well people. I mean, we got a little Namor action. Who are the blue people? They look like Namor's people. Looks pretty epic, dude. That's what's up. Why are they whispering? I mean, I'm going to go watch it, you know? Yeah, I might break down and watch the first one. Well, <laughs> well no. Well, here, here's the thing. Black Panther is a great character. Yes, but like he wasn't one in of the, this movie. One of one of the OG, one of the OG, like you know, Avengers. He was back in the old, the Silver Age comics and shit. Like he was right up there with them. And it's pretty badass that they're gonna. It looks like we get. Looks like looks like this is gonna be our introduction to Ironheart. Because of the chick smithing out the heart, they hit the ground. Mm. Yeah. So I think we're gonna get a iteration of Iron Man in this movie. Like, <clears throat> I'm still curious as to how they're gonna go about replacing Chala. What's gonna be the the logic behind why he his death is off screen? I mean, I know it's a hard topic to tackle losing the actor who played it, and yeah. so you know I get that. But I mean, the movie looks good, though. I mean, I'm. I didn't necessarily have he, much of a problem with the first movie. I he may have already well. filmed something too, man, because that dude knew he was going to die. Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of movies get so, filmed. You know, they film the ending first. Yeah. Sometimes, and I imagine we're not going to see the the Black Panther character until the end. Right. Which isn't bad because a lot of these, a lot of the supporting characters of the Black Panther uh, series, like, you know, they need to, you know, they need to have more pulled into them as well. And dude, this, so many set changes in this movie, I can already tell. Yeah. I mean, I think that we should pod Black Panther. FYI. It's, it's not bad. Eh. <laughs> 
I had a lot of problems with it. Well, I think a lot of I think to me a lot of problems is the political marketing with it. I don't even have a problem with that. I have a problem with what they did in the movie. How you gonna build up a fucking badass fucking villain and then anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that when we do it. She but, but we can't we can't hold we can't hold Black Panther solely on that merit just because think of all the other superhero films that's done the same damn thing though. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I get it. I totally get it because Killmonger was a fantastic villain. I'm not even talking about Killmonger. I'm not even talking about Killmonger. I'm talking about Claw. (sighs) Yeah. We'll talk talk about that when we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that when we do it on the pod. Cause that's, there's, I've got a lot of things to say about that movie. So. All right. I, I look forward to it. Is this a full trailer? Yeah, I think this is the one that has Daredevil in it that they're talking about. Okay. Apparently, okay. everybody's like, yo, this trailer's way better. They should have led with this one. Like, All right. I did like play it just to make sure it was real, and this little bit at the beginning here is kind of funny. Let's I'm do ready. it. All right. Three, two, one, play. Oh, goddamn. Mighty Honk. Oh, wait. <laughs> so she's a lawyer. That makes sense. Why? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's go. Dude, this trailer's way better. Yeah.
She shot him a bird. <laughs> they blurred it out. Where's the daredevil? Oh. Oh man, that I actually mean, doesn't look bad I'm to me. Comedy series, and I mean, dude, who, who, who's, who's, what's the actress's name? Uh, it doesn't have it in the description. Damn it. Well, I mean, dude, I want to say that's probably the most impeccable casting I've, I've, I've ever seen because. Like she looks like even even when she's not in Hulk form, like it looks like they pulled her right out of the pages, man. Yeah, Tatiana Maslany, Maslany, yeah. She looks fucking perfect, right? Mm. I also I also like the fact that they're they're leaning into they're leaning into the whole idea that some of the some of the the female superhero books. Like their art, like extremely exaggerated, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who I she kind of looks like. I, I like they're acknowledging that, but kind of leaning into it and riffing on it. Elizabeth Banks doesn't yeah. she kind of look like her? Kinda, especially when she's hulked out. It looks like Elizabeth Banks as Lady Hulk. She can Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. What? When she hopped on top of that dude, it's like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's yeah, no crying in bake ball. So are they remaking a league of their own here? It's a series. It's a series. Okay. Crime. So it's not going to be good. I mean, mm. it ain't going to be good. <laughs> let's, let's peep it and see what's happening here. Is Madonna in this one? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, who's going to play fucking... fucking Jimmy Dugan, man? You know what I'm saying? Uh... They, I don't know. A League of Their Own is such a great movie. I just, it's going to yeah. be hard to, but we'll see. Let's check it out. Three, two, one, play. There's the Madonna character. Yeah. Show the knuckleball. So it's a bunch of nobodies. That's ain't no skank. Yeah. Undercover. My arm is meant. Wait a minute. Is he playing Jimmy Duggan? I think so. All right. New shit's come to light. Rockford Peach, dude. Could be, uh, could be I mean, interesting. You know, there's a lot of drama going on there. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, if anybody can play Jimmy Dugan, though. Yeah. I mean, Ron Swanson? Yeah. <laughs> good. Ron fucking Swanson, dude. The Ron Swan. Um, <laughs> Kevin Hart's back with another one. With Mark Wahlberg. What? This time, no. yeah. We got like, a I just Kevin did a movie Hart with You know, Woody, he's a good guy. Woody Helson, yeah. You know? Yeah. I know Woody, yeah. Woody? <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Is this a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he made that one like... Yeah, my wife died. Yeah, take care of the daughter. So I'm gonna be funny and try to take care of the daughter. (laughs) Is this a comedy? (laughs) I'm ready, man. Three, two, one, play. (laughs) Oh, Santino. With his crazy friend. Yeah. His buddies are going to just show up. Yeah. And it's going to go just odd couple, you know, like, whoa. He's got his dick out. <laughs> now, this could be funny. Yeah. There's going to be a bigger one. Uh huh. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Do the way that he threw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Santino's in it. I'm down, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was fucking Erwin Bachman. Something, yeah, I knew something was going <laughs> Like, he's that new guy. Yeah. Dude, when he threw that fucking cub, dude. <laughs> God damn, you just didn't expect that. Like, no, just threw it at a rock. Like, <laughs> that looks funny. The fuck out of here, dude. Is that a Netflix movie? I think so. If not, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we got John Wick chapter four. Right, you ready dude. to wet your wick? <laughs> I'm ready. Dude, I've been waiting to wet my wick all night. It is a Netflix movie. 
Awesome. All right. I don't know how they can outdo that last one. But, I mean, uh, I haven't seen two and three yet. Well, so. the third one, dude, I've only seen two and three, but the third one, dude, just is like nonstop action. Right. There is no storyline. It's just, you know what I mean? Like just. Yeah. They like, we know our audience. It's like if the Fast and the Furious was a fighting movie. It's fucking. But let's see. Let's paper. Three, two, one, play. Just a little teaser. Uh-oh. He's in the snow. Oh, Check God. it out. Okay. Run, 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 run away. Was that a scars guard? Yeah, I think so. It's like they're bringing in all the hitman to kill the hitman. How could you be that close to somebody and not? What's Morpheus doing here? God damn. It does look like a silly goose time, though. It kind of makes me want to go and watch the other ones, you know? Yeah. I watched the, the first one, and uh, I haven't bothered with the sequels. I watched the first one. I've got the first one on Blu-ray. I fucking loved it. We got a Shazam trailer? What? Is this real? It is real. One of brother pictures. In theaters this Christmas. So now this is, he's got the super group, right? Yeah. All the brothers, sisters, the sibling. <laughs> Bitch, you better not got <laughs> a sibling. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. That first one was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. What? Damn. He's got imposter syndrome. oh shit lucy lou Hmm. 
Fucking open up the Bifrost. Oh, shit. I mean, looks like a silly goose, Tom. Yeah, it looks pretty good, man. I like this comment. Good to see Shazam joining the Eminem cinematic universe along with <laughs> minions and venom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to business. That, that guy wins the internet. <laughs> We got a fucking Lord of the Rings Comic Con trailer? trailer. Everybody's been like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah, Gandhi we'll even put up a post about it. We'll All talk right. about him in a different podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 guys, 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 guys. Y'all ain't ready for this. You seen it? Yeah. All right, let's go. All right. Three, two, one, play. It's a lot of damn. God damn.
Damn, that starts soon. Yeah. That was epic. Yeah, it looks pretty good, man. Oh, there's more. DTW. Oh, yeah. Any any complaint I had, fucking gone. Or not complaint, worry. It looks good, man. Like That shit looked expensive. Yeah. Somebody took a pay cut. And now, the Dollar General version. <laughs> House of the Dragon. This drops next month on HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's peep it. Let's do it. Three, two, one, play. A new world order. Hmm. Looks interesting. 
We're going to find out how that big dragon skull got underneath King's Landing. Yeah, right. That big old dragon skull. Is this a movie? It's a series. Yeah, I think it's a show. On AMC? Man. Are the people that wrote The Walking Dead writing it? Because, uh... I mean, I'm interested to check it out. <clears throat> All right. Three, two, one, play. Interview with the vampire. Uh huh. Dude looks familiar. Yeah. Is he the guy from Game of Thrones? The Sullied? Maybe. It is. It's exactly who it is. Okay. Damn. I don't know, man. So, like, he's... There's a little clip here, Dan. Oh, he's being interviewed. Okay. Interesting. So, he, like... He slept with the vampire, right? That's what was, well, I mean, what it, were... it's, it's retelling the old movie. Was that in the from... original? Well, like, it's, it was vampire has, rom- vampire has romanticism in it. So, that, you know, the whole lines between loving a friend and loving a lover like, get kind of weird. This relationship really sucks. You know? It's like, I love you. We used to smash wine bottles together. I loved you. (laughs) Put a cork in it. (laughs) 200 years ago, you called me corky for 50 fucking years because I wouldn't, you know? We finally got the, (laughs) we get the trailer. Remember when Ryan Reynolds and Mac? They bought a soccer team? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. This is that. This is I don't that. even know if that's real. Like, ah. it says football documentary. I don't know if it's real, though. Yeah. 
Because you know how Ryan Reynolds is. Yeah. It'll all be fake. Let's peep it. Three, two, one, polite. Those two guys just hanging out seems so weird. What's up with the Elvis? Just to make a documentary, you know? Yeah. (laughs) See, I remember that was COVID, so. Yeah. It really is a documentary. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know that he married D. Yeah. I didn't know that. She was on Santino's podcast. He came out there dressed up as Deadpool. I mean, that looks pretty like interesting. Good, looks like a good little dot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm DT Dove, you know. Reginald, the vampire. Okay. Reginald. Not connected to Spider Man. Reginald. <laughs> This is this comment. This is the remake of Morbius I've been waiting for. It's Morbius. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's, <laughs> let's see it, man. All right. Three, two, one, play. Huh. Slow budget. Yeah. the guy from interview with a vampire yeah right it's like (laughs) (laughs) got a vampire in brooklyn kind of vibe you know yeah 
It's on sci-fi. Yeah. I just imagine he was paid a little bit more than that for Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> We got a little sneaky peeky of Black Adam, dude. After the two years of teasers. Yeah. The CGI teaser. And The Rock talking about it for five. Yeah. You know, I'm playing Black Adam, you know. (laughs) We know. We fucking heard, dude. God. Have I told y'all that the hierarchy of power is about to change? All right. Anyway, watch it. Three, two, one, play. It comes out this year. <clears throat> wow. All right. I just want to say Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate is like another perfect casting. Yeah, for sure, right? A new faces there. Yeah. What's wrong with your face? <laughs> Saw the, there was an article about this when we look at movie news. So this comment, this comment says, "I'm on this like Ted Cruz on a jet to Cancun when crap gets real in Texas." <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's pretty quick. A little modern, you know, a little <laughs> modern humor. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, play. Shutter original. J.K. Simmons. It's like cosmic horror. What the fuck? Is that it? Yeah. I mean, I'd I mean that's still how you do a it. teaser. Yeah, for real. God damn. Okay. okay. I don't think I've ever seen a 15 second trailer. No, but it got the point across. Funny pages. This movie looks like it was shot like in the nineties. Okay. Let's see what I mean. All right. All right. Three, two, one, play.
The way they shot it, the way it sounds. Yeah. Andy Milanakis. I'm over here looking at this guy like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Deputy Matt from motherfucking outer range. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Got a clerk's vibe, you know? Yeah. I mean, funny pages. Yeah. I mean, I'd check it out, you know, Travis, Travis have you, you seen this trailer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. What for Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. Are you ready? I mean, every D and D movie ever made has sucked fucking ass. I mean, every I, fucking one of them, Griffin. Well, don't let your movie, fandom fool you, dude. Those movies suck. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, if if this movie is anything like this trailer, that cycle's about to be broken, my friend. I hope, but I have no expectations. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Let's let's see what the expectations are going to be after we check this out.
it almost has like the the Guardians of the Galaxy treatment. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're still low, man. <laughs> like they're still fucking low. That didn't change dick, man. Like what? Like it. It sounds to me like somebody played D&D and they wrote down all the little in-between, let's make each other laugh bullshit, and was like, hey, here's the script, guys. Let's fucking make a D&D movie. Like, well, I would even argue that like Stranger Things is kind of a D&D movie show, right? But, but there's, 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 like a, there's a charm to Stranger Things that because of the popularity of D&D now, because of basically every game that's being played across America is like two-thirds trying to make your friends laugh and go against the rules rather than playing a story and all that kind of shit. It looks like it looks like it's going to it's going to make its money back. It looks like it appeals to exactly the fucking crowd that's into D&D right now. So I mean, it's going to make a, a shit ton of money, but yeah, bars low. I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be exactly what, I mean, the only other way to do it different and to make it more, I don't know, D&D-like would to be like what they did with Jumanji. I mean, because think about it. If you take it full serious, regardless of what the story is, you're going to be inevitably compared to either Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones at this point, since there's not a and d property. Like, yeah. So, and if you take it a little bit more whimsical and feed into the, the fantastical, the fantasy aspects of it, then there's not really anything that's doing that right now. Well, I also know that going full serious doesn't work for D&D either because the earlier films tried to do that and they're fucking drink coasters. Yeah. So I know that that, I know going full serious, grim, dark, whatever you want to call it. I know it's not the proper way. Like that's not going to be the solution, but I'm kind of glad it's not the Jumanji thing. Cause the whole, Hey, we're normal Joes. Whoa. We're well, something like the world. Around the table and when they're talking, uh, it goes to the other world. That's kind of, uh, so I Chris Pine is he a fucking is he the DM? No, nah, he's just a character. Oh, or when they were talking about him guy. making the plans and all else, I was like, is he the fucking dungeon master dude? Nah, he's a bard. That's what bards do. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I've got high because whenever they announced it, even though Chris Pine was attached and everybody else attached, I was just like, eh. We'll we'll see what happens with all this stuff. Like I'm not really gonna hold my breath. But to see like how they're doing it, we're because like I think that that is gonna be the charm of watching it. To where like the the characters in the movie that we're gonna be watching, I feel like are still gonna be based in the fact that like okay, normal people are playing these characters, and normal people that are put in these like fantasy situations do stupid shit. Like you just, it's, it's inevitable for that to happen. And it seems like they're tapping into that a little bit more so than 
than like just playing it straight and like letting I don't know. It feels like they're letting the story kind of play out the way that they want it to play out in a way by making the decisions that they're making as like a meta type thing, as opposed to like, okay, these are just characters in a story and we're just along for the ride of whatever's going on. I mean, I could be completely wrong with that, but that's the feeling that I got just the the way that they interact with one another and everything. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a movie that's completely washed in, the aesthetics of D and D, but it's still someone adapting a homebrew game rather than an actual campaign. Yeah. And because most people that are playing nowadays just jump straight into making their own shit instead of even playing any of those, like fuck those stories, just do our own. Like that that's kinda like that that seems to be the, the that that seems to be the target audience. Yeah, I mean, because when we started playing, we we just started doing our own thing because, like, we were learning the game. We could be more flexible with how everything was going. And, like, even though you're playing the modules, you're still on a path. To me, it's more interesting to play what's happening in someone's head than to, like, be on a set path of, like, okay, here's, like, three story hooks. And one of these story hooks is going to hook the party into going to the next place that they need to go that's printed in the book. It's like, if I wanted that experience, I would just read a book. You know what I mean? Like, th- that's kind of where my, my perspective of it is. I would rather build a world and have people run around in that world and, and fuck that world up than to, like, be part of Forgotten Realms or or any of that kind of stuff. and And then exist in that world that countless millions of other characters still exist in that world that players have played as i don't know that's that's the fun and the lore of it to me what are we gonna watch we don't have a movie lined up hmm well that fucking gray man's available it is um, I've heard pretty good things about that. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I mean, I like the goose. Yeah. Uh, I heard it's got a lot of action. <laughs> in it. Yeah. I like, uh, I like e- Captain America, you know? Yeah. If y'all want to watch it, I'm down. It'll make me watch it. Yeah. Same here. What do you think, Trav? And uh, oh yeah, well, that'll work for me. The gray man, gray matter, <laughs> gray man. No, I'm not. Gonna, never mind. All right, the checks of the mail. <laughs> <laughs>